Charlie didn't like to dwell on past nightmares the Croatoans brought to Earth, or dream about a better future. He concentrated his energy on things he could change in the present. Being stranded on an alien planet, under attack from an opposition force, and running low on air gave him all the focus he needed. At least people on Earth would know they were safe. Hagelin had left his ship tracker in the caves below Unity. One of the Croatoans would confirm to Amy and Mike that the destroyer wasn't approaching. Layla and Denver crouched in the dense undergrowth by his side. Light rapidly faded around them after Tredia's sun dipped behind the mountain range. Bright red specks swarmed around the Scion mothership, a black prism that hung above the planet blotting out a large section of the unrecognizable constellations in the star-studded sky. Peering through a gap in the canopy at their destroyed ship, the glow of fire reflected off Charlie's visor. A swallow-shaped Scion fighter, sleek and black, did the damage. Its engines whined as it banked around the alley and headed back toward the group. Charlie turned to the three Croatoans that accompanied them to Tredia. Got any bright ideas? Need to get underground, Agellan said. You've been here before. Lead the way, Denver said. Continuous explosions echoed in the distance, creating flashes of light silhouetting the rugged skyline. Won't the Tredians kill you? Charlie said. No, Agellan said. Follow me, safe underground. You colonized their planet and destroyed the gate. Why wouldn't they? Things are not as simple as you think. Agellan turned and clicked at the remaining Croatoan guard. It slung its rifle, slid a standard-issue sword with circular holes running along the center out of its thigh scabbard, and hacked a path through the leaves and branches. Charlie gestured Denver and Layla forward and brought up the rear, keeping his finger on the trigger of his rifle. Croatoans deserve no trust. They headed in the opposite direction of the damaged gate, between tightly packed floret-shaped trees. Damp pink ferns covered the ground, soaking Charlie's boots and the lower part of his cargo pants as he waded through them. Although the sun had set, he couldn't feel a noticeable temperature drop. A scion fighter screamed over the canopy, rustling the small leaves on the trees. Charlie ducked. A dark, thumb-sized insect with four chunky legs dropped on his shoulder. He swept it off and continued forward. The Croatoan guard climbed an incline, plowing through the ferns, swinging its sword in robotic fashion at the dense undergrowth ahead. A shadow moved to Charlie's right. He turned and aimed, but couldn't detect any signs of movement in the gloom. Any creature would be difficult to hear above the thundering noise of distant battle. Trees and plants thinned as the group gained altitude and the ground turned to shale and rock. Charlie kept a steady rate of breathing. The supply of root helped, and they were growing it here, but he was painfully aware that they had a limited supply of oxygen. Agellan stopped at the summit. He ducked down and watched Layla, Denver, and Charlie approach. The guard sheathed its sword, aimed its rifle skyward, and tracked the distant Scion fighter. The circular red glow from the aircraft's rear engine faded as it maintained a course away from the group. Charlie crouched next to Hagelin and scanned the area. They were on the edge of a hundred-meter-wide plateau that dropped away on the other side to a deep valley. 
In the far distance, a thin orange glow lit the horizon. Another sun was rising on the opposite side of the planet. Behind, flames licked around the charred skeleton of their ship and the shell of the building that controlled the gate. The ground vibrated below Charlie's boots. Small stones danced around the plateau's surface. What the hell's happening? Layla said. Defenses, Hagelin said. Tunnel on other side of hill. Why are you waiting? Denver said. He stood to advance, but Hagelin held its arm across his chest. Stop. Denver's hand twitched on his rifle, and he glanced across. Charlie shrugged. They were on an alien world, and so far, Hagelin hadn't strayed from the plan. It was probably their best chance of survival against suffocation and an unknown enemy. A continuous, deep, mechanical hum came from the center of the plateau. A thirty-meter gap appeared. Throwing up a faint shaft of artificial light, the gap smoothly opened to form a square. The metallic, V-shaped head of a Croatoan pulse cannon rose out of the space. Charlie instantly recognized the design. The same as the ones mounted on supply shuttles that had made regular trips from the mothership to the farm spread across Earth, until he blew the mothership out of the sky. This version was at least five times larger and attached to a platform that banged into place, filling the gap. Now we move, Hagelin said. Charlie thought back to Hagelin's earlier comment about things not being as simple as he thought. They were heading for a Tredian underground network, and a Croatoan pulse cannon had just appeared from below. The attempted colonization of Earth never allowed for known networks, and the only defenses were against humans. What kind of relationship do you have with the Tredians? Charlie asked. Worst of friends. Sion forced us together. They are a machine of death. Denver scoffed through the intercom attached to his mask. They sound exactly like you. Good to know you're not the universal bully.